0: This Christmas, I would love to give my kids everything they could possibly want. I know, I know that wouldn't be good for them, but my mama's heart would so enjoy having them write me their Christmas wish list, then getting them everything on it, plus some. And not just for them. I'd love to be able to put a $100 bill in every Salvation Army bucket, send a huge gift to each of our compassion children, fulfill the wish list of all the foster children in our city, and make large contributions to the local ministries we support. Alas, my heart is bigger than my bank account. I am limited in what I can give at Christmas and in life. And truth is, this is the reality in the lives of everyone I know. And even if you happen to be a cabillionaire listening to this podcast, you are limited in what you can give too. The more I think about our limits, the more the second truth in our Advent series shines for me. We need a gift we cannot give ourselves, and God has the power to give us that gift we so desperately need. He is not limited. He is all-powerful. So let me play the intro and then invite you into some thoughts about God's mighty power at Christmas and always so that we can have some meaningful Advent discipleship conversations with those entrusted to us this week. What truth are we speaking into the next generation? What legacy are we creating for those we care about? Are we making a difference so that our kids will know Jesus? Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and the answers to these questions really matter to me. And if you're a Christ follower, I'm sure they matter to you too. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me ministry, and we are convinced that there's power in our Jesus stories, that God's word is life-changing, and that discipleship doesn't have to be intimidating. So join us as we talk about faith, scripture, relevant topics, intentional discipleship, and the next generation. Friends, it starts with a conversation. So let's get going on this podcast right now. One of my favorite childhood Christmas memories was when my family would go to my grandma's house in Oklahoma for Christmas. As a Navy family, we didn't get to go every year. So the years we did get to go were so exciting for my sisters and I. We would count down the days, not just to Christmas, but to seeing grandma because she was one of the most special people we knew. We'd get to her house in Oklahoma and join our relatives at her farmhouse. About 18 of us would gather there in those early days, spreading out all over her house for a week long sleepover. Nobody wanted to leave. We just wanted to be with Grandma all together on the farm. My Grandma was one of the most generous people I've ever known generous in heart, in spirit, and in action. Each fall, she'd let all of us grandkids send her a Christmas wish list from which she'd choose gifts for us. My sisters and I would spend weeks dreaming our ways through the Sears and J.C. Penney's catalogs, those books that are now, of course, ancient history. (laughs) We didn't need a Santa, though. My grandma was our wish fulfiller. And in those years, we got to join all the relatives at her house. We'd find her Christmas tree surrounded by presents that literally filled the whole entire room. It was a child's dream come true because I knew that some of those presents would be mine. I'm not sure how my grandma did that. I don't know how she fulfilled everybody's wishes at Christmas. From a child's perspective, she was better than Santa. In fact, I didn't even believe in Santa Claus as a child because who needs Santa when you have a grandma like that? Fast forward to today, I'm not a grandma yet, but I am a mom, and I am ever so inspired to be a person with my grandmother's spirit in so many ways. I want to be like her. I love the idea of stacking presents for miles and miles under and around the Christmas tree. I love the thought of filling huge gift bags, you know, the big yard leaf variety, full of presents that I can pass out freely without hesitation. I look back at what my generous grandma did for all of us, and I want to emulate her generous spirit and life. But here's the reality. I have physical limits, just as I know. My grandma did. I just didn't realize it as a child. The sky isn't the limit at my house for Christmas. My finances are. A long time ago, I had to make peace with the fact that at Christmas and always, I need to live according to scripture, which says in 2 Corinthians 9, to be a cheerful giver and to give in accordance with what I have. This means that I give as much as I possibly can generously, and not just to my own family, but to whomever God challenges me to bless according to the resources He's given me. But my resources are limited. And while this is a finite human reality, it highlights an infinite spiritual reality. I am limited, and so are you, my friend. But our God, He is not. There is nothing too difficult for him. Scripture says multiple times nothing is impossible with God. So my impossibilities, be that in my Christmas budget or in any other area of my life, only makes the possibilities with him shine brighter. There are so many things we humans need that we simply cannot give, create, make, or find for ourselves. We'd like to think we're in control of our world. And some people think they are God. But if we're honest, we know that we're not. We know we are limited. At least I know I am. I can't give blank checks to people at Christmas. I can't fulfill every wish list I'd like. And these are only the beginnings of my human limitations. I can't just grab peace for myself when i'm anxious i cannot simply be forgiving in the excruciating areas of my life i can't grant healing to my friends and family with covid i cannot cover myself or anybody else in never-ending joy i cannot heal the brokenness of my life i cannot forgive and erase sins and i most definitely cannot give myself or anybody else salvation. That may sound like bad news, but it's actually the flashing sign that points to the good news of the gospel gift. Because where we cannot, God can. He is the giver of peace. He is the wellspring of forgiveness. He is Jehovah Rapha, the healer. He is the giver of true lasting joy. He heals the broken-hearted. He is the one who can forgive sin and remove it as far as the east is from the west. He is the Creator and the giver of life. He is the one who gives us the best gift of all, our salvation, our limits, which may or may not be visible underneath our Christmas trees, but are actually oh so visible in every area of our lives only make our God's limitlessness shine brighter in the christmas story found in luke one sixty eight and sixty nine zechariah said blessed be the lord god of israel for he has visited us and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us That phrase, horn of salvation, is kind of weird to us in our culture, but back in the days surrounding Jesus' birth, a horn was a symbol of power, and what Zechariah was expressing with this was his praise that God was doing something mighty and powerful. He was working his mighty, powerful plan of salvation. As we plan our Christmas presents, we enjoy giving as much as we can to those we love and care about. However, it doesn't matter how big your Christmas budget is. Some gifts are impossible to give, and salvation is this kind of gift. We know that we need a gift that we cannot give ourselves, and this week we focus on the second truth That follows this in our Advent series, and it is this God has the power to give us the gift we need. As you think through your own limitations and possibilities this Christmas, I hope you'll be inspired to be the absolute best, most generous gift giver you can possibly be. However, when you reach the end of yourself, let this be the moment that God's greatness is magnified to you personally. As I've pondered the second truth juxtaposed to the reality of the first truth, my heart has been so deeply impacted, and I hope that you will let this sink deeply into your heart too. Colossians two thirteen and 14 says, When you were dead in your sins, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Our sins incurred such an enormous debt that we cannot pay and that no other human can pay for us. That would be like racking up a credit card bill to buy Christmas presents for the whole entire world, a charge that no one person could pay or would want to pay. But God took that legal indebtedness that condemned us to debtor's prison. He took that charge out of our hands. He nailed it to the cross and then said, Cancelled. He forgave us the debt of our sin. He took away the penalty of eternal death. And what's more, He made us alive in Christ. Friend, I would love to do this for you. I would certainly love to do this for my children, but I cannot. And you can't do this for yourself or your loved ones either. But God can. And not just that. He did. This is the reality of God's power. And this is the second truth in our Advent series, The Gospel Gift. Just as a side note, as I'm going through Advent with my younger kiddos who are here at home with me this Christmas, we are memorizing each of these truths. Normally, in a discipleship conversation, my goal is for us to memorize the verse that goes along with it, and we will probably memorize each of these verses in this Advent series as well, but most importantly this Christmas, I want to embed these truths in my kids' hearts. So we are memorizing truth one, truth two, and then to come, truth three and truth four. I encourage you to use this Advent series in whatever way, shape, or form works best with discipling your family, but my goal is that by the end of December, my kids can clearly articulate the truths of the gospel based on the four truths from our Advent series, The Gospel Gift. At least, that's how we're doing it in the Williams household. I hope and pray that as you think about this conversation— for your own life this month, as you prepare to share it and talk about it with those entrusted to you, I pray that you'll be so encouraged and inspired by the greatness of God's power. He is matchless. He is unlimited. And whatever limitations we have at this Christmas and always, let's allow these to be encouragements to us that we serve an unlimited God. His resources are without end. His power is not hindered. Our Christmas budgets may be limited, but praise God, he is not. We need a gift we cannot give ourselves, and he has the power to give us the gift we need. So let's go have some discipleship conversations about this in the days ahead. Thank you for joining me in this podcast. The second Family Disciple Me Advent conversation that goes along with this episode is available in the show notes as well as at FamilyDiscipleMe.org. In closing, a blessing from Ephesians 3. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through His Spirit, in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.